on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Barbie and Oppenheimer were both released earlier this year. This unlikely combination of events created a weird effect known as Barbenheimer. Reverend Mark, you came up with the concept of a Barbenheimer episode. Please. Yeah, you can blame me. Tell us why we're doing this. <laughs> please, please. Well, it has to do with uh, kind of a mirroring of opposites. We are doing a Barbenheimer mashup. We're talking about two movies today, complete opposites, and we're talking about two beers each that some of us brought that are probably complete opposites. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll be right back after this break. Almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome, everyone, to this suds segment where we are always looking for the new and exciting ways to entertain you, our audience. Dave, keep all your clothes on, okay? <laughs> Just please. It's a family-friendly beer show, okay? You know what? That would be neither new nor exciting. <laughs> <laughs> wow right now on stage number eight <laughs> you love him you may leave him but he's here with all the things that you want to look at another stage you have to use my stripper name mosaic <laughs> Mosaic. <laughs> that's right your yeah. favorite hop should always be your stripper name <laughs> he's not new he yeah. is not even entertaining but he is exciting <laughs> Mike's stripper name is Nelson Sovin. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Mark, what's yours? Strata? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Fuggles. Fuggles. I like that. That's good. Julianne, how about you? Um, East King Golding? Yeah. He's EKG. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, folks, we got the original band back together. Yay. I am one of your hosts, Good Gal Juliana, and it is a pleasure joining me today at this special table today is Good Boy Mike. Hello, everybody. I uh, decided that, uh, you know, I could uh, hang out with Ken and, you know, a nuclear weapon, and I'm like, sure, yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Mike and Ken have a lot in common, yeah. especially in the front of their pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Reverend Mark, hello, greetings. Hello. Yes. How are you? What a momentous day it is. It is. Good old boy Dave, hey. Hey, now I w am officially on an episode 
I I know officially I know more about something on this episode than Mike does. <laughs> and it cannot be refuted. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel wow. good. That wow. I had to sit through an hour and a half of Barbie movie, but to do it, but you know what? Okay. Well, speaking of which, folks, I know you're dying to know what our theme is today. Mm. Pop quiz. What does a Barbie doll have in common with the father of the atomic bomb? Stage eight. (laughs) Where good old boy Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was somewhat impressive. (laughs) It hurt. Okay. Well, up until a few months ago, it was probably nothing. But now, they are both the subject of a major motion picture. Barbie and Oppenheimer were both released earlier this year. This unlikely combination of events created a weird effect known as Barbenheimer. Dum, dum, dum. Mm. Okay. Well, ordinarily, good old boy Dave would spew some knowledge about things like, you know important stuff or semi-important stuff stumble over words but today we brought in an expert in reading words on paper no it's just that i can deliver plausible bs in a convincing way that i'm going to pronounce all this correctly so that's really dave does not have that skill let's see let's let's see how much he pronounces correctly well Good old boy, Mike, please hit us with some knowledge. Dave, from Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Barbenheimer. He said the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud. Correct. Barbenheimer is a cultural phenomenon that began before the simultaneous theatrical release of two blockbuster films, Warner Brothers Pictures uh, Barbie and Universal Pictures Oppenheimer on July 21st of 2023 in the United States and several other countries. The word is a portmanteau of film's titles. The strong contrast between Barbie and a fantasy comedy by Greta Gerwig about the fashion doll Barbie and Oppenheimer, an epic biographical thriller by Christopher Nolan about physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer, scientific director of the Manhattan Project prompted a comedic response from the internet users, including memes and merchandise. Well, I know that's the pinnacle of cultural you know, contributions. <laughs> I'm a meme. I'm a meme. <laughs> so, Polygon described the two films as extreme os- opposites, and Variety called the phenomenon the movie event of the year. The simultaneous release was an instant of an instance of counter-programming. As a double release date, approach discussion centered on the oppositeness wow of watching the films as a double feature as well as what order to watch them in hmm a dartboard is not sufficient in a decision-making tool includes instead of generating a rivalry cast members of both responded by encouraging audience to watch the films on the same day i think you should have watched them in the same room Celebrity participants included simultaneous watching of Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yes, the ones on the front screen and the ones on the in the rear. So just p- take your pick. Uh, let's see. Um, cast members of both responded. Celebrity participants included actor Tom Cruise, who purchased tickets to watch both. While his latest, see, he got ahead of me to w- to watch both movies. Uh, while his own film, 
uh, latest film, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, was still playing in theaters. Wow. That was a lot. That is. You did okay. Yeah. You weren't great, but you did okay. <laughs> wow. I, what I think happened there is that someone was winning a game online where they could put in the most uh, egregious choices of adjectives mm-hmm. to embed in Wikipedia where it would exceed the mm. fifth grade mentality of people that read Wikipedia and to see if it would provoke a meme or merchandise. So <laughs> there you go. That's what I think really happened because nobody uses the word portmanteau <laughs> or a pot hotness. Yes. Right. Whatever that other thing was. Positiveness. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. Don't say that while you've had a lot of beer in your yeah. hand. I wouldn't recommend that. Safety first, kids. That's right. Safety first. Yes. Good okay. job, Mikey. Yeah. Okay. Reverend Mark, you came up with the concept of a Barbenheimer episode. Please. Yeah. You can blame me. Tell us why we're doing this. <laughs> please. Please. Well, well, some of it has to do with um, the fact that Obviously, we've already kind of gone over this cultural phenomenon, you know, that's just now recent history. But it has to do with uh, kind of a mirroring of opposites in ways that I find I, that I do find it to be on at least a cultural level uh, to be an, kind of an interesting thing that I experienced this summer because I've, I, I have completely written off pain to go in a theater, you know, I guess even before COVID. So the fact that both of these drew me in and I believe me, I'm not on, I've, I've not been deplatformed, but I'm not re have not been replatformed. But you're open to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's open to a platform folks. Yes. <laughs> so I, I think it, part of it has to do with, th- this is a contrast of opposites in a way, but it, both of these films are also about, before and after narratives that cohere very beautifully, you know, in terms of mm. what their lives became. World impacting events. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, no, I'm not buying that. See, this is what happens. No, 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 no. No, no, no. This is what happens when A, people move out in the country and retire. Yeah. They get bored and they come up with concepts like this. Mama, you okay. want to go to the movies today? This is, <laughs> sure, Dad, well, we go. It, it was either today? that or a monster truck rally. Well, it was. Wow. We could have incorporated that into this episode. You want you know? to go fishing or you want to go to the movies? Oh, the beast. You know, when he plows over Barbie. Oh, my gosh. That was so cool. <laughs> the Crusher. <laughs> also, this has to do with an existential crisis on both uh, in both movies. That is um, about what do you do after the all sort of encompassing threat of death is leashed upon you. With Oppenheimer, of course, it's the story about the Manhattan Project and the dropping of the bomb. With Barbie, it's about her contemplating for the first time uh, cellulose and death, which sends her away from Barbie world into the real world. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was wondering where Dave was going to be using that, and I no longer have to wander. No, so that no. Bro- that was a tension breaker. That 
Yes. I should have placed a bet with you, Julian. That's what I should have done. <laughs> I missed that opportunity. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. To be continued. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Well, good old boy, Dave. Why don't you give us the ratings for sure. this today? Can you do it in your favorite Ken voice? Uh, my voice is my favorite Ken voice. <laughs> we'll be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. And here, here are those ratings now. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a complete lack of mommy or daddy parts. Two, was that an EMP? Three, ah, what a relief. The atmosphere didn't completely burn away. Four, a polyvinyl body should really not make that sound. And five, listen to that hang time. Give me another Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> Can't believe you fit that in under a minute. That's what she said. Yeah. But do you really want a Mojo Dojo Casa House? There were too many horses. 100%. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, fine. Oh, sorry. you're going to make me hit the button again. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Do it. Do it. Spoiler alert. all right we'll be back with some words in just a minute hopefully some beer (laughs) we'll end with that one because it's a welcome back everyone well you should have put that on the can (laughs) here we are with the original band members and we have a special treat for you today um if you're just tuning in we are doing a barbenheimer mashup we're talking about two movies today, complete opposites, and we're talking about two beers each that some of us brought that are probably complete opposites. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, Reverend Mark, let's start off with you since this was your grand idea. And um, what are you going to just start off with? Okay. Since I saw the movies in sequence, Starting with Barbie. Okay. We'll start with Barbie. All right. So the first one that I have to offer is a, a collaborative beer from Omnipolo and Evil Twin. It is uh, even more Bianca. A raspberry maple pancake royal oh, treatment. Oh, Mike, you love Gosa. raspberry. <laughs> I got it just for Mike. How appropriate. <laughs> Oh, and, I'm already going to rate it a five. I mean, if the color doesn't pull you in. And yeah. they're saying I'm disqualified. It's a five. Off the, rate, off the rate beer, which it goes off the chart. It says it's a creamy, <laughs> viscous, <laughs> and patently pouring from a high, colorful can. The raspberry maple pancake royal treatment Lassi Gosa settles with a very dark neon crimson color with glow-in-the-dark uh, legging and a simple oh, there's something with a simple glowing. swirl. Leggings. <laughs> I think it does taste like leggings, like uh, some that somebody just took off after doing yoga. So I chose this for its symbolic uh, as well as uh, gastronomical uh, offering, meaning that uh, Bianca is Italian for white or blanc. So... She's it, blonde. She's very white. It's a white she's, girl. I mean, especially the stereotypical it's a Barbie. white girl beer. Yes. That's what he's saying. Yes. Whew. Holy moly, dude. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. That's sticky. That, that, is a, <laughs> that is a very viscous 
beer. Yeah, yeah. So I think the first word that was coming to mind is uh, n- n- no more, and uh, the <laughs> word puree. Because yeah, you hit it. the The mouthfeel on this is really. It's it's very jammy. It's very it is, thick. You know, you're right. It, mm-hmm. it is like a puree. Yep. Yeah, it's I almost would put like, this on pancakes for sure. This is a smoothie. No, I would not mm. ruin the pancakes. <laughs> so as a dessert, like as a slushy, you mm. know? I could see a slushy, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, this is just needs to come with a, a fork and a knife. You know, Pour this over Italian it. shaved ice. You got something going there, maybe. Yeah, I think in the hallows of, you know, uh, beers that I hate, I'm sorry, of the hallows of, you know, raspberry, you know, um, infused beers, this, um, and it just struck me, I know what we're having here in a little while, that we're actually having, you know, a couple of uh, fruit infused, you know, uh, things, but I think that uh, most people, that mouthfeel and, you know, the will really catch up with people really quick because it's not like anything else. The lactose just really almost act like a thickening agent, uh, I would almost say. And uh, But, you know, it is in balance. I will say that, you know, it's not too tart. It's not too sweet. Um, so it has that going for it. Yeah, and it is. It's seven percent ABV. Uh, they didn't li- list the IBUs because I'm not sure that that even matters with this beer. No, because <laughs> all the fruit seven, obliterated everything. Yeah. It's seven percent ABV. I oh, want to know okay. how many tons of uh, fruit they would put in this. That's what I would probably be asking. Yeah, right. right. All the fruit. Well, and of course, this is a, a collaborative beer, and I noticed uh, it was sold as a single, not as a four pack. Probably a good idea. I couldn't even have half a can of this. (laughs) There's no way. Um, I'm not sure you could have half a glass of this. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually have a half glass of this, and I'm, you know, I'm about halfway through that, and I'm going, "Mm -hmm, okay. (laughs) As someone who loves giving Mike the raspberry, um, you know, I I find this a little challenging. You know, and Omnipolo, I think that this goes along with their kind of mo. You know, they make Very beers. Much so. They make beers that are not for everybody, or maybe anybody. But, well, and I think the combination of Evil Twin and Omnipolo is a very it like it makes sense. All right. Let's take a bunch of disgruntled Danish guys and you know let them muck around with some beers. Yeah, that's pretty good. And also, it kind of represents the the Barbie world and not. A beer that you would drink in the real world. Um, so, or maybe any world. Yeah, River Mark was Omnipolo the beer that we did the uh, uh, Abba show. Yes, that's what I, I thought. Like, yeah, yes. You should go back and listen to that episode. One of my favorite ones because it is one of those highlight moments in our entire back catalog where good old boy Dave sings Dancing Queen. So do not you miss that. the Dancing Queen. That's what I'm talking about, folks. Again. I, I didn't think you'd reprise it, but thank you very much. But, you know, yeah, I think that, that I like that you said that it's right in, in Omnipolo's wheelhouse because yeah. the vast majority of their beers, there's nothing subtle yeah, about a lot of you know the style of beers they make, they're all the time just clubbing you over the head with whatever it is that they're making, and I like that. You yeah. know, it's like please, you know, I would almost tie this beer with Oppenheimer because it's like they're mad scientists, just you know, 
doing stuff. So, oh, I think that this is an exit strategy for people out of Barbieville. You know, it's like <laughs> cool. I get yeah. to. I'm gonna drink this and leave. I think little girls would use this beer to dye their the Barbie's hair red. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but they have such a cute logo with the smiley face. You know. What's not to love? Well, Didn't they put that on one of the atomic bombs, a big smiley face? I think they did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, I don't think this is a beer that I hate, um, you know, just because of the style. But, you know, I think that mouthfeel thing is just a little too thick for me. That's the only thing I would uh, have a bit of some caution about for everybody. I'm honestly a fan of it. Yeah. I, I think it's cool for what it is. Yeah, and I think taking the, the pink can into the theater with you and just sipping on it very slowly... I right, it'd be yeah. fine. It would be fine. Why I, does no it smell one like would know the raspberry all over my chair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no one would question you. No What's one the ABV would, on it? With the seven. Yeah. yeah. You better See, sip on it slowly. Yeah. I'm gonna do the proper thing over here. As he talks about this, we need to rate and then he talks about a second beer. Eight. Okay. Well, A, what are we gonna rate it? We're gonna rate it a three. Okay, fine. But now as a representation of Barbie of the Barbie movie. Do you think it would fit? Do you think it would be something that she would drink? No. As an exit strategy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it I think it would be something she would drink because it's kind of sweet and it's kind of girly and needs more whipped cream. I mean, the only thing <laughs> sweet and girly yeah. at this table is Mike. So, <laughs> I don't I don't know that a Barbie would enjoy this beer. <laughs> Do you think Ken would enjoy this beer? <laughs> not enough horses. Okay, yeah, not enough horses. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of these beers that I would have I would have enjoyed Kendall's take on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh I, sure. We'll have to uh, see if we can find another can, you know, to slide over and you know enjoy the whole can. Yeah, <laughs> Kendall, please shotgun it. Well, Reverend Mark, yep. I think this was an excellent choice for the movie. Great like, start. Yeah, yes. Great I, start I, to the episode. And, and I don't plan great. to see the movie again, and I don't plan to buy another can of this anytime soon. <laughs> there you go. One <laughs> and However, nine. it serves its purpose. But it's not a bad beer. It's no, just, no, no. It's no. not. I mean, once you get past like the stickiness of it, I think it's great. Yeah. All right. What's yeah. your next beer, Reverend yeah. Mark? Wait, okay. did, we didn't rate it, did we? Yeah, we did. No, we did. We gave it a three. We did three. Oh, okay. Jeez, listen I was called. I thought we just called the number out. That's all. Mr. Let's hear it. Mr. Executive Producer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So shifting now to the Oppenheimer movie. Of course, this one just fell out of the sky, so to speak. Uh, Prairie, <laughs> <laughs> Prairie Artesian, the bomb. Prairie bomb. Yeah. It is an imperial stout aged on espresso beans, chocolate, vanilla beans, and ancho chili peppers. So, Nothing subtle about that. I huh? wish I had to save some of the other beer to pour into this because I think they would work together. Here. Actually. And this actually, oh, you, I did. you know. And? I'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I usually wince just at the expression uh, pastry stout, but this is actually an exception to that. Oh, totally. I would not put it in the pastry stout category. Mm. This is all. a dear old friend. Oh, yeah. I, mm -hmm. We used to drink this beer a lot. Mm. And then, you know, like how... I love all the variations of it. Yeah, yeah. sure. Right. But you know how everything happens and like, you know, different stouts and different beers come out and Prairie was here and then it was hard to find and stuff. And 
I, I I really am glad to have this beer again. It's a nice reminder, and it's still really good. Very much so. Also, I thought this was a good pairing with the movie Oppenheimer because uh, the bomb comes in a small 12-ounce kind of not very tall bottle. It's you know yeah. kind of indiscreet. And it has been described as a huge explosion of multiple flavors inside a little package. Yeah. And so... Mike, look to that side. Oh, sorry. If you think about what was the first bomb that was dropped, it's called Little Boy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So... But I'll tell you, too, I think this beer... So the Oppenheimer movie, you know, is about three hours long. And I think this is the kind of beer that you want to let it warm up and sip on over time, you know? So I think this is, if you're doing something for three hours, I think this is the kind of beer that you could let it, you know, warm up and change over that amount of time. So I think this is a great beer to pair with it. Uh, Yeah. The thing that I really love about this beer is definitely the consistent quality about this. I think the thing that hit me first was, is that, this is a high quality stout that we've gone back to probably more times than I would even begin to track. And, you know, I can't say that there are stouts that have maintained that very consistent quality over such a long period of time. Um, Rasputin is, you know, one of those other, what I would consider a reference standard, you know, uh, stout that I think uh, I often tend to probably put you know, a bomb right up against uh, that in the very small list of maybe five, you know, stouts that can really maintain something, you know, this good over time. Um, It's uh, incredibly balanced. Uh, I always love the fact that um, it's not overdone. They have several different versions of this. They have some that have been aged in a wide range of barrels. They have whiskey and rum, and uh, I want to say there was an Amaro barrel one time or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Was. No, that sounds right. And uh, I think the uh, the one that's uh, um, with chili is uh, Mexican chilies is definitely the uh, the one that really catches a lot of people's attention. I think they did one with jalapenos um, one time as well. I want to say so. Um, if you don't like this one, um, I would say try one of the other 15 different versions of Bomb that they put out. Christmas Bomb is probably the the most popular version of this, and that one comes out you know around Christmas time yep. through the holidays. It's a good beer. It's definitely a, a jacked up version and a, and a good mistletoe bomb for sure. <laughs> but you know, today I just uh, the thing that I really love about this is just. Uh, just rock solid uh, quality. You know, this is something that I would tell any BJCP judge that is starting out. You know, if you want to light up your uh, your palate to say, you know, what should a really good uh, high scoring stout actually taste like? This is what I would. Uh, this would be one of a handful of beers I would yeah. pour for. How do you like the blend, Mike? Of- I did. So I blended the Omnipolo here and the bomb together. Uh, We do that on the fly sometimes. I'm usually not the culprit, uh, but I did this time. 
Um, it did not improve the uh, Omnipolo at all. Uh, so, um, you know. Well, there's that. that. You know yeah. what, though? I, I actually, so I did the same thing. And I think for this type of episode, it was especially the right thing to do. I agree. It fits yeah. the theme of what we're doing, yeah. which is why would you go and see these two movies at the same time? Sure. Which is why would you, why would these you drink two these two beers, beers together? But yeah, I, I actually like the addition of the Omnipolo to the Prairie Bomb. I don't think it makes the Prairie Bomb better, but I think it does add another dimension to it. I think it, I would describe it as it actually added something to the Omnipolo and took away from the bomb, you know, is the way I would describe it. If you it. like the Prairie Bomb better, then definitely that's the way you're going to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I just poured a little bit of uh, the Omnipolo kind of as a spritzer. Yeah. On top. What'd you think? It's better going that way because you yeah. still got the uh, bomb as the foundation. Yeah, yeah, the bomb depth. <laughs> you don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to go too far. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I would say the proportions I chose right off was you know half and half. You know, of each. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I'd say maybe twenty five. A lot less the uh, Omnipolo. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, if you want to tell somebody to say, really, if you haven't had a you know a combination of chocolate and raspberry. You know, this is the way to pull it off with a beer. And, yeah. you know, it's really interesting, but I don't recall that we've ever had a brewer that's actually blended, you know, that way and actually stuffed it in a can. I mean, I've seen them do that in a tap room setting, you know, where they'll actually pour them, you know, and combine them, but not actually jamming the two, you know. I think that's a fun thing for the listeners to do, too, though. Like, you should oh, encourage yeah. people, you know. Hanging out, you're trying different beers. Mm-hmm. Think outside the box open. and yeah. just try just a blend and blend see how you know. if it works. Yeah, if they're, if they're I mean, good, think great, of the can art possibilities you know. and call it a really, really, really bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or it might be. An Welcome to South Dakota, yeah. uh, Bianca bomb. <laughs> you know. Why not? Sure. Yeah. All right. right. Why not? I, I think that this was a really, this was a good choice as well, because there, I, I mean, there's a lot going on in the flavor of this. Yes, we've had this beer many times. I've enjoyed it and waxed poetic about yeah. it. But I think as it relates to the movie, I think um, that movie was a revelation to me. Not only in the sense that I was able to sit in a seat for three and a half hours straight without... Going to the moving, bathroom. getting up, going to the bathroom or whatever, you know. But there were so many layers to Oppenheimer, you know, as a character, yes. as a person, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we saw so many like versions of him as he matured um, that I thought, like, this is a good interpretation of that. Yeah. And I think that with 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 Oppenheimer, there's there's this struggle to get beyond the science to you know what's what is the the long-term legacy of of what that team put together and whether that was worth doing i think also you know science in general but this in particular kind of raises the question that should be applied to to most beers that are artfully done sometimes and that is just because it can be done should it be done yeah right no (laughs) no no you're absolutely right pastry stout anyone um (laughs) no but yeah that makes absolute sense and um and that's a great like in 
interpretation of the movie too right. you know because they had it all on the theoretical level sure but sure. it's like we 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 want to concretize it make it real and do you always want to do that yeah and then if you put it out what are the you know you got to have ramifications of that right Okay, well, the Prairie Bomb from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, we are going to rate a resounding five for that. Bravo. Yeah. Yeah, I think two very excellent choices um, to represent the movie and the dichotomy between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know... Stick around after the break. We'll actually get to talk about two other things. Are they on the opposite plane or are they on the same plane? Are they Is there a the, plane? Are they on an airplane? Yeah. Some Wait, plane. There's an airplane yeah. involved? Yeah. Wait a second. I just thought there were dolls and bombs. All right. To be continued in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone. This is a special episode. We're doing special things today for you, our listeners. Dave, stop holding my hand. I know you're special. <laughs> is that your hand? <laughs> oh. oh, boy. We are special here. So today, we're taking beers that represent Barbie, the movie, and beers that represent Oppenheimer, the movie. And we're doing a nice little mashup, and we're talking about both. Good old boy, Dave. You brought some beer. What would you like to talk about? All right. So first for Oppenheimer, sticking with Reverend Mark's bomb theme, because, you know. Why not? That's what the movie was about. I brought from Blackstone Brewing Company here in Nashville, Tennessee, Adam Bomb IPA. And Adam Bomb is a 7.2% IPA with Centennial, Cascade, Chinook, and Simcoe. So if you're going to make an IPA, this is the four hops you should probably work into your beer. I've always liked Adam Bomb. I I do too. How could you not, right? Well, the thing I remember is, you know, when this first came out and, you know, the timing characteristic and kind of what was going on. I remember, you know, actually talking with Ken a bit, you know, about some of the choices they were kind of rolling through with this recipe. And a lot of it was actually this was kind of in the middle of the hops race. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you have to think about, you know, uh, I love the theme, you know, uh, hookup with there's always, you know, a race just to, to see who can do something, you know, both in the, in the movie as well oh. as, you know, what's going on here with creating a hot bomb. And the thing that I love about what Ken did is he actually chose not to create a hot bomb. He wanted to create a really good hot blend that was really bursting, you know, with a broad range of flavors about it. And they had just started distributing in local grocery stores, you mm-hmm. know, when this came out. And uh, this was, I think, one of the very first releases that they had to... That you could get at the grocery store. Get at the grocery stores as opposed to just package stores. Yeah. And... Um, I remember just how uh, well balanced I really thought everything was. It actually has, you know, some hops that I don't particularly care for, you know, in general. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, Mike, there's but, some things Mike doesn't um, like. It. it really works. And I, I'm always very impressed when people just create great beer. It's no Chinook. Matter what you, it is. You've always hated Chinook, haven't uh, you? That would be correct. Yeah, <laughs> see. Well, I yeah. like it, you know, related to Oppenheimer because, you know, IPA is a beer known 
for alpha acids, you know, and Oppenheimer was a beer about alpha males, um, whether they were nerds who were alpha with their brain power or military guys who were alpha with their, you know, physical prowess and stuff. It felt like everything in this movie was a flex from one guy flexing on another. And so I think to me, this is, Really nice and well balanced IPA, but I do think the the style represents the mentality of a lot of the people in that movie. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an intellectual stretch for you, Dave. I got. <laughs> yeah, I actually got a an intellectual strain. <laughs> Your Is brain. that what that was? Yeah. I heard a pop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just breathe, yeah. relax. Ah, I may need to be carted <laughs> off the field. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think, Juliana? This is a classic. I mean, it's every so often, you know, we put it in our fridge. It doesn't last long. It's, I, I mean, it's, I'm happy to say that it's from our backyard. Yeah. You know, um, and it rivals a lot of the other greats, you know, and I, I like your interpretation of how it represents the movie, too. I think that's pretty Aww, cool. Oh, thank you. I know. Oh, but it's a fan favorite for me. Yeah, I think the other beer they released at this time was uh, Picnic. I think was uh, they released um, oh, that the, the strawberry same time. beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. Well, I do like a strawberry picnic. Mm. Yeah, that's a good summertime beer. Yeah, that's like a guilty pleasure for me, along with the um, one from Jackalope. Lovebird. Yep, Lovebird. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, it's it's cool. Tim, <laughs> uh, you know. Make a contribution to the world. Stop making that. Yeah. <laughs> Shut it down. It's been a while since you've had this rubber mark, I bet. Yeah, it has. And it's fresh. It's um, enticing. I want to pick some up. And I actually, where I live now, I think they have it out there as well. So. Ooh, there you go. cool. Not right. that far in the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like that. Oh, I think there's a rocking chair somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Involved. All right, what do you guys want to rate this beer? Yeah, easily a four. Uh, All right. uh, so for Barbie, thanks. I'll just keep the whole bottle. Yeah, do it. <laughs> so for Barbie, or what a, I am going to refer to as the Ken movie. Oh right? boy, because I think the movie was really about uh, marginalized males uh, reclaiming their dominance. You know. And not really, but <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. Unbelievable. Wow. Wow. Well, no, that's him. Uh, Dave, is group therapy on Tuesdays or Thursdays now? Both. So. Both days. I have to go twice a week okay, per okay. my court order. Yeah. So um, I brought a uh, woodcut number eight barley wine from Odell's Brewery. I pulled it out of our cellar. I think it's, is it from 2016 or 2014? 2014. To be exact. This is a nine-year-old barley wine that I wanted to share with you guys because I think, you know, just like- I couldn't drive home? Yes. (laughs) Yes, Mike. We want to keep you here forever. Trust me. That was not the reason. actually, Reverend Mark, so this is when we all went to GABF together, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we went to Odell's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. This is one of the this is one of the mule and Reverend Mark 
gave this to us. Oh, this wasn't even one of the ones we bought. Well, he was there and he purchased it for us because he went with us. Right. And I had the same bottle still at home. Yeah. So hmm. there oh, you not go. the same bottle, but you know. No, 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 no. I know. Right. The same bottle that we just. So you still have yours? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So next year we could drink yours and it'll be. And uh, see 10 if it's. Years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah. they'll be 10 years old. Huh. But, I, but I thought, like, you know, with the the Ken revolt and everything of masculinity coming out and, you know, and everything, I thought, well, this might be a cool beer to try and tie to the Barbie. Or as I say, Ken Moody. So we'll see how smooth it is. 10.2%. Yeah. From Odell Brewing in uh, Colorado. Now, back in 2014, Reverend Mark said it was like a sticky, sweet caramel and coconut bread pudding with ample warmth. Huh. And you rated it a four. It is not sticky anymore. No. uh and, you know, I would say that that's right on cue for a really good, you know, barley wine, uh, you know, for those characteristics. I think the thing that struck out to me at first is fruit. Um, yeah. I am really yeah. quite surprised how uh, fruity this really is. Is this slightly tart to you? No, I don't think so. I get a tartness to it. Kind I, of I just get a woodiness. Cher- and maybe that's, maybe it's the wood. You know, there's there's some sort of tannic or yeah, some kind I, of thing I get going on. I get like oaky, you know, woodiness. Uh, I'm getting like a sweet lemon, sweet, uh, uh, almost like a limoncello um, kind of overtone on wow. this. Um, maybe uh, tangelos uh, that are also kind crap. of uh, sweet, you know, around it. Um, yeah. Really, uh, very complex and amazing. I've actually been hitting my own cellar a bit with some older stuff and um, the Dogfish 120s, you know, I really find very interesting going back through, you know, some How of those. How far back have you gone? Um, I actually still have a full 10-year vertical of that uh, in, in place. So I've been hitting some of the spare ones that I've had that are like eight, nine years, you know, old and some of the other older dogfish uh you know versions as well there was somebody else's uh barley wine that i had that was probably around that same age like a bigfoot or something mm, no it wasn't a bigfoot uh because but the the amount of fruit on this is really uh quite elegant um very complex i really love this um what a huge treat uh Mm -hmm. to have this today and well done odell's I, i know you probably have not gone back to any of the seller products that you made, you know, even 10 years ago. And I think you're missing a great opportunity. This is a great example of well-cellared beer. Can you imagine if wonderful. they released it at this age, yep. like as a, like a nine year or 10 year beer, Yeah, you know, to come out. I mean, that would be pretty outstanding. What do you think, Reverend Mark? Yeah, I think it would go for, you know, maybe three, three decibels. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's lovely. And Odell to me is one of the underrated breweries in Colorado. You know, in the scheme of things, and I'm I, like I've always been a big fan. And this is just really yummy. Mm. I think we're gonna rate this one the woodcut number eight a five. Super solid beer. Wow, eight oh, yeah. is a five. I'm going to yeah. fight you guys to lick the inside of that bottle at the end of the day. I know, right? No, you're good. not. If you if you can lick the inside of that bottle, that's 
we're not going to fight. That's tonight. impressive. I mean, that's quite depth. Well, I look forward to <laughs> Juliana's uh, 14 choices. Well, okay. So I only have two choices. And since we're on the subject of Oppenheimer, I'm going to start off with my zombie killer. Now, so, okay. You're going to say to me, Julie, this is from B Nectar. Why the heck would you even think about bringing something from B Nectar to Oppenheimer? This actually started off as a top secret experiment at B Nectar, which is based in Michigan. Okay. Um, so it's Michigan honey, cherries, and apple cider. And this has gone on to won many awards through the years. I mean, they started in 2011 with this cider what year is this one um i think this is a 2015 oh wow so yeah. uh we have uh, previously had this uh, on another episode here at sip suds and smokes oh, i wow. remember uh, uh good old boy uh shay uh was on that episode it's uh, the only time where i really thought that def leopard's uh you know soundtrack actually went really well and i was willing to pay the copyright infringement funds. wow <laughs> And uh, I think it's called uh, Sticky Situation, I think is the name of that episode. So we covered a lot of meads on that episode. Mm. And uh, we covered uh, um, Kill All the Golfers. I think we covered uh, this one. I think there were three others. That Zombies we Take Manhattan. Yeah. Maybe. So really always a great mead. I love yeah. this. Well, and this, I mean, this is called Zombie Killer. And of course, you know, it's somewhat appropriate. And also the fact that this started off as a top secret experiment at Bean Nectar and then sort of exploded into like a viral thing. <laughs> mm. um, I, I just, I feel that it's something that kind of represents Oppenheimer because it's, it's something that sort of ballooned in many ways. Like the layers yeah. mm -hmm. of Mr. Oppenheimer ballooned over the years, you know, and... Yeah, and I, also I think that like ciders can be very underrated alcoholic styles. You know what I mean? And not all ciders are created equal. I'm sorry, yep. I said mead earlier. I meant to say cider or or sizer or yeah, yeah. or yeah. sizer in this case. Mm -hmm. Well, is it? No, well, it's a hard they, cider. They call it a hard cider. Yeah, yeah. it but is. But with honey, it could be called a sizer. Sure, you know? sure. I, yeah. I, I just I, I think it's beautiful. I no, think I think it's got the a great tartness, depth of like it's a very it's grown up. You know, it's very mature and it's it's almost a very thoughtful kind of cider, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. Which is what like the movie was great, but it was it was kind of up there at times where you have to think about like it wasn't just a generic movie, right? There I was think, a lot of thought that went into. I it. think anybody could watch the first two hours of Oppenheimer, like you know. But you got to be a grown up to get through the third hour. Yeah, you know. Um, I think for the side of the thing that uh, is striking me today is it's kind of sneaky good. Um, like somebody slid something under the door, and uh, your palate is um, not really uh, ready for the onslaught of uh, the wide variety of flavors that you'll get off this. Mm -hmm. I think probably the sneakiest part of this is the sugars. Um, it's, it's almost like somebody has, you know, slid a, a, you know, something sweet kind of under my palate. And I actually like the, that sneakiness, you know, kind of about this. Um, mm -hmm. You know, whatever you think about ciders, you should go back and listen to the onslaught of other cider shows, episodes we've done. And um, 
but the thing that I like about this one, this is a good uh, cider for training wheels. It's not tart. It's not super sweet. It's not going to club you over the head. Um, but it's not just apple. It's yeah, right. Oh, we right. call it a close. baby cider. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a great thing. You know, people going, I've never had a cider. You should serve them this. You know, yeah. all day long. I, I that's what I love about it. It's very approachable. And what's the ABV on this? Is seventy-five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's very well. Actually, five and a half. Yeah. It's very yeah, approachable. This, that's very approachable. Mike called. Mike called it. Yeah. I know. Right. All right. Okay, Whoa. so we shall rate for this the zombie killer. Five, yeah, five. Yeah, yep. We're gonna rate it a five. Oh, okay. Mike so never now, rates anything a five. I did today. Okay, so let's talk about Barbie for a second. No, and what I and oh. what I went with Barbie. Oh, okay, we only have thirty seconds. So Quick. we're gonna go with I went with the Shrams the statement, which is a Melomel style. Um, it's 14% ABV with Balaton cherry. And um, this is another thing from Michigan. And this is just like, this is sophistication. And say what you will about Barbie, just thinking that she's oh, kind of brainless. But actually, by the end of the movie, mm. she's got some sophistication. Yeah. And I think this goes along with that. Super we'll rate solid this five. five. Yeah. Well, way. we're going to rate the Shram statement a five. Really great. <laughs> Sorry we didn't have longer to talk about it. No, that's okay. Well, that's going to do it for today. I think this was a really cool experiment episode. Um, good old boy, Mike. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Come back, uh, join us for another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I'll ask you to keep on sipping. Reverend Mark, thank you so much for this idea, and thank you for being here today. Thank all of you for it running, was the bomb, running with it. <laughs> it was the bomb. Good old boy, Dave. Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Sounds like a t-shirt. This is Good Gal Juliana. Keep on chuggling and catch you next time. Wow, this is so good. So tasty. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. Tan Hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 